Hello, and welcome to Ballistic Performance Radio. This is your one-stop shop for all things nutrition, fitness, and mindset. Our goal is to help you make fitness and nutrition a part of your life, not your whole life. We discuss a variety of topics, including faith, self-awareness, sustainability and consistency, training programs, grocery store navigation, and how to enjoy your favorite foods without guilt or remorse. There is a lot of noise out there in the world of health and fitness, so we're here to provide real, reliable, and practical answers and recommendations that will keep you moving forward on your journey. My wife Ashley and I are your hosts, and please do not hesitate to reach out on social media to say hello, ask questions, or comment on this week's episode. So without further ado, let's get into the podcast. Right, welcome back. This is episode 124, and I am here solo, and I am going to take you through an awesome conversation today that revolves around our fitness tracks and our unique belief in fitness. But before we dive into the conversation, just a couple of life updates, ballistic updates for you. So number one, what's going on in our life? We are officially halfway through our pregnancy. So this is week 20. That means we have the 20-week anatomy ultrasound this week. So that's very exciting. Make sure little baby has all his fingers and toes and everything is in working order uh, and that everything with baby is healthy. And then we've also started our bathroom renovation, which is going to be quite the project. Uh, my dad and I, and as well as a couple other friends, are doing it ourselves, and so we're chipping away at it day by day. It's slow but steady progress, so hopefully Ash will be satisfied with uh, that explanation because she seems to think it is going to take significantly longer than what we are predicting it will take. Uh, so we'll see who's right about that. As far as ballistic updates, the new round of apparel is coming, so stay tuned. I know I mentioned that last week, uh, and again, we did go through a new process, so we already have the inventory. We're, we're going to just go about this entire round a different way in order for you to get your gear much quicker, so you're not going to have nearly as long of a wait, so that is very exciting, and again, stay tuned for that announcement, and then lastly, we are still doing in-person training that hasn't gone anywhere. We are rolling with that, and we've had a ton of interest in that, which we are incredibly grateful for and feel blessed to have that opportunity. And we are filling up quickly. We only have four spots remaining on our roster for in-person clients. So if you are in the Dubois area or the greater Dubois area, or you know someone who is, we only have four spots remaining if you are interested in personal training, in-person training. Uh, we're super excited to be in that realm again and be working with people face-to-face. -face. So if that's something you're interested in, please do not hesitate to hit us up on Instagram, Facebook, wherever you like to frequent, and we will definitely answer any questions you may have about that. All right. Now, for the conversation today, we are talking about Tempo, RPE, interval training, our unique belief in fitness, and how all of these things come together to create one awesome fucking fitness program for you. So 
we're going to start this conversation off with what I think needs to be the first piece of information because it provides context to the entire conversation, and that is our unique belief in fitness. So our unique belief in fitness is that interval training is the most efficient and effective way to achieve your fitness goals. Now, when we say interval training, a lot of folks immediately think high-intensity interval training. They think HIT. They think things that look like Orange Theory and F45 and CrossFit and just classic circuit-style training. That's not what we're talking about here. What we're talking about when we say interval training is training done in specific intervals. In other words, the clock is managing your work and your rest that is what we mean by interval training. It's not necessarily high intensity. It is at times, but we're just talking about exercising on a clock. So here's what we've done with our programs, with our fitness tracks. We have three of them, build, move, and perform. On all three of those tracks, we've overlaid intervals onto the sessions or the sets, however you want to think about it. So for example, you're going to perform a set every minute or every 90 seconds, every two minutes, or even three minutes, depending on the phase. So if we break that down, if we're just looking at our, at our build program specifically, although this can be applied to move as well, anytime we're training for muscular endurance, those sets are going to be on the minute. Now, if we're training on the higher end of muscular endurance, hitting sets of 15, 20 plus repetitions, those are going to be on a 90-second interval because we need additional time to get in the additional reps, but we still want the rest to be about the same. So muscular endurance is either a 1-minute interval or a 90-second interval. If we're training for hypertrophy or muscle growth, we've utilized a 2-minute interval. And if we're training for strength, we're using a 3-minute interval. Now, are those intervals perfect? Absolutely not. But what they do is they provide us with enough time to complete the prescribed amount of repetitions at the prescribed tempo, which we're going to get to here in a moment. And it also provides enough time to have an adequate amount of rest based on our training goal because we need less rest for muscular endurance. We need a little more for hypertrophy and we need a hell of a lot more for strength. So that's why the intervals increase in the amount of time. So hopefully that provides some clarity there. Now, it doesn't just happen for sets. It doesn't just happen in the build program. It also happens during our conditioning pieces. So in the move and the perform program, there are conditioning sessions. And in those sessions, we utilize intervals through specific work-to-rest ratios to ensure that all three energy systems of the body are being trained and developed. Now, obviously, it's dependent on the phase because we're not trying to develop all three equally through every phase of the program. In some phases, we're trying to develop aerobic capacity, so that's one energy system. In other phases, we're trying to target more of our glycolytic system, which is that medium time frame, that really uncomfortable zone. And then in other phases, we're trying to develop power, speed, strength. We're going to be in a whole different uh, work-to-rest ratio in that realm. So depending on the phase... We're going to utilize specific work-to-rest ratios to ensure that that specific energy system that we're trying to target is actually benefiting, is actually going to adapt and respond to the training. Now, why did we decide to go that route? Why do we believe that interval training is the most efficient and effective way to achieve your fitness goals? Number one, it provides structure. 
There's none of this willy-nilly, just do what you want, rest when you want kind of bullshit. You walk in, you start the clock, and you are on the clock from beginning to end. That includes the warm-up. So the clock is managing you and ensuring that you're staying on point, staying focused. In addition to structure, it also provides time efficiency. It ensures that you are being efficient with the time that you have. You're not spending 90 minutes to two hours plus in the gym. You're walking in, you're hitting start, and you are going to be in there from anywhere from 40 to 65-ish minutes depending on the phase. Again, the phase is very dependent is really the determining factor when we're talking about time there. So yes, 65 minutes might sound like a lot, but that's only one particular phase of the program. You're not going to be in the gym every day for 65 minutes. And that's part of the education piece that we bring along with all this, but that's an entirely different episode. So I regress to get back on track here. Interval training provides structure and it ensures that you're time efficient. It also allows us to better control the stimulus of the session. So I was just talking about the phase of the program. Well, if the phase is muscular endurance, but we're in the gym and we're resting a minute, two minutes, three minutes plus because we're on our phone, we're talking to somebody else, we're getting distracted because we're scrolling on social media, that completely eliminates the stimulus of that session. You're no longer training muscular endurance. You're not really training anything specific at that point. You're just putting in the work and going through the motions. So we want to make sure that if our goal is to train for hypertrophy, for example, we are resting 60 to 120 seconds between sets, that we have the appropriate amount of repetitions and uh, intensity for each of those sets. That's where the tempo and the RPE comes into play here that we're going to talk about in a moment. And so we just want to ensure that we're getting the most bang for our buck when it comes to these programs and these sessions. And then lastly, there is a substantial amount of research that has shown it to be associated with greater improvements in VO2 max, as well as decreased risk of cardiovascular disease risk factors. Now, obviously, that applies more to the metabolic or conditioning side of things, not necessarily the resistance training that we've been talking about, but there is research showing those adaptations, greater improvement in VO2 max and decreased risk of cardiovascular disease, especially in individuals who are overweight and obese. So that's why we decided to roll with interval training. Now, in addition to those intervals, because the intervals aren't enough, the intervals aren't specific enough. If we just left it to chance after just saying, all right, slap a one-minute interval or a two-minute interval on here and go for it, That wouldn't be specific enough to ensure that we're creating a program that's going to target the adaptations that you're looking for. So we also utilize tempo and RPE in every session. Now, what is tempo? In case you're unfamiliar, tempo is the cadence at which you're moving through the exercise. Now, tempo is always written in the same way, or at least it should be. If, If it's not in the program that you're following, that's a problem. But it's always written the same way. The eccentric or the quote-unquote negative phase is written first. That's the first number. The first isometric hold is the next number. Then the concentric phase or the shortening of the muscle is your third number. And then the final number is another isometric phase. So let's use a squat, for example. If you're performing air squats, just a squat with no weight, and the tempo is three 
one, x one. The first three stands for a three second descent. So you're gonna sink down slow and controlled for three seconds. The one, which is your second number, that stands for a one second hold at the bottom of the squat. That's your first isometric hold. So you hold for one second. The X is indicative of exploding, meaning stand up quickly. So you're going to explode up out of the bottom. And then the final number, which was a one, is a one second pause at the top, just standing tall, before you begin the next repetition. So that's your three, one, X, one tempo. So that's how it's written on every single exercise. Now, obviously, if you look at something like a pull-up, it's going to be a little different because on a pull-up, you're starting in a dead hang. So on a pull-up at that same tempo of 3, 1, X, 1, it gets a little funky and a little confusing because if you remember, the first number is the eccentric phase. So that means after we've already gotten our chin over the bar. So on a pull-up, a 3, 1, X, 1 tempo is actually exploding up to get your chin over the bar. You're going to hold for one second there. Then you're going to lower down slow and controlled for three seconds and then pause at the bottom for one second before you move into the next repetition. So that's why it's important to note that it always begins with the eccentric or the negative phase as opposed to just from wherever you're starting on that movement. So hopefully that wasn't confusing there, but I wanted to highlight the difference depending on the exercise. Now, the reason that tempo is so important is that it increases time under tension. Now, time under tension is a way that we increase mechanical stress on the muscle. Now, the, the awesome thing about mechanical stress is that a lot of research is suggesting that it is the primary driver of muscular growth. So the more can mechanical strain and tension that we can generate, the more muscular growth we're likely going to achieve. So if we can increase mechanical stress simply by slowing the movement down, why would we not do so? In addition, greater time and attention has also been associated with a more rapid rise in protein synthesis. That's like the breakdown and building up of muscle tissue, as well as greater increases in IGF-1, which is insulin growth factor. You don't really need to know what that is. Just know it contributes to muscular growth and muscle and uh, protein synthesis, as well as mRNA expression. Again, those are all fancy terms. All you need to know is that time and attention is associated with greater... Uh, increases in protein synthesis and IGF-1 and mRNA, which all contribute to muscular growth. So time and attention equals mechanical stress equals muscular growth. In addition to that, time and attention also helps develop strength and stability because we are forcing ourselves to slow the movement down, hold specific positions, be stable in those positions, and be able to then express force from those static positions. So it is definitely a game changer when it comes to resistance training. So that's why we utilize tempo. And we utilize it for every single exercise. The only thing that might be an exception is some core work because you're not really going to necessarily be monitoring the rate at which you're performing V-ups or, you know, obviously L-sits are an isometrical, so those don't have a cadence. And other you know, rush and twist, things you're not necessarily as concerned about that don't have as much quote-unquote value 
as opposed to the primary exercises in your session. Okay, so that's tempo. Now, RPE is the other component that we incorporate into all of our programs. So if you're not familiar with RPE, RPE stands for Rate Perceived Exertion. Now, there are two RPE scales. I can't even remember the actual name of the original, but it's really fucked up. The original RPE scale essentially makes no sense if you don't have the academic background to go with it and you don't understand how it was developed because the original RPE scale goes from 6 to 20 and the name just popped into my head the Borg I'm pretty I'm almost positive it's called Borg the Borg RPE scale is from 6 to 20 which like why the fuck would you start at 6 here's why because that RPE scale is intended to have a zero placed after each numeric value meaning a 6 is actually 60 and that's supposed to represent your heart rate at that effort so if you have an RPE of 6 on the Borg RPE scale, that's supposed to be 60 beats per minute, right? which is nothing. That's rest. And then it increases from there, obviously, all the way to 20. It would be 200 beats per minute, so that's maximal effort. Over the years, folks found that that wasn't the most realistic way to monitor exertion, especially in untrained individuals who don't have that background. So what was developed was what's called the Omni RPE scale. Now the Omni RPE scale is from 1 to 10, which makes perfect freaking sense because how often do you say on a scale of 1 to 10, how do you feel? On a scale of 1 to 10, how's the pain? On a scale of 1 to 10, how awesome was that movie? On a scale of 1 to 10, how good was that dinner? We utilize the scale of 1 to 10 in everything in our life. So the Omni RPE scale was developed with that concept, at least I believe so, with that concept in mind. Now, in the research, this RPE scale, Omni-RPE, has been shown to be a valid and accurate method to monitor intensity in various modalities of exercise. So it can be applied to cardiovascular exercise, it can be applied to resistance training, Olympic weightlifting, you name it. It applies and is valid and accurate for all of these modalities. Now, RPE, to break this down or just summarize, is just an easy, accurate method to monitor intensity on our power-based movements like the Olympic lifts, meaning if I am supposed to do hang power cleans and I'm supposed to do five sets of three and it's written on an RPE of six to seven, I know that those aren't intended to be the hardest three repetitions of my life. That's right in the middle of that one to 10 scale. So I know it's meant to be challenging yet doable versus if I had split jerks and I had seven sets of one and the RPE was eight to 10, I know those are intended to be near maximal efforts, right? An eight to nine and or even a 10 out of 10. So it's just an easy way to apply intensity to those power-based Olympic type movements. But it's also a great indicator of how hard you should be pushing on in, on conditioning pieces. Meaning if I've got 10 rounds of a 100 meter sprint and the RPE is 8 to 10, I know those are maximum efforts. Versus if I have 6 by 400 intervals and the RPE is 6 to 7, I know that I'm supposed to be comfortable, but it's probably a pace that I can maintain at least across the first four intervals. And maybe then it starts to die down because an RPE of 6 to 7 isn't something that I should be able to hold on to forever. 
It's not a sustainable pace, but it's also not a maximal effort. So hopefully that paints a clear picture there. And just to break this down for you, in our sessions, you'll often see RPEs of four to five, six to seven, or eight to 10. When it's an RPE of four to five, that's an aerobic effort. It's a sustainable effort. It's an intensity at which you should be able to nearly hold a conversation or at least recite a sentence in a, a single breath. So you shouldn't have to break the sentence. So it's very manageable. The RP of six to seven, that's an aerobic, excuse me, anaerobic effort, specifically targeting our glycolytic system, which means it's a pace that's very uncomfortable yet a pace that we can nearly sustain, nearly, there is going to be some fall off or some attrition across the rounds. So maybe in the beginning, I can nearly hold my time for the first three or four intervals. And then by five, six, and seven, I start to see some attrition and my time starts to go up. But it's that glycolytic anaerobic type effort. And then an RPE of eight to 10, that is a maximal effort. That is everything we've got in the tank for each of those rounds or intervals or whatever the program is written at. Or if we're talking about the power-based movements like the Olympic lifts, those are all, those categories would fall into very light, a moderate weight, and then something that's near maximal effort. So hopefully that provides additional clarity on RPE and why we utilize it. When we bring all of these things together, intervals, tempo, and RPE, it creates a comprehensive structure and in turn, three very comprehensive fitness tracks that we offer, which provide you exactly what you need to move towards those specific goals. Because each of the programs are designed for very specific purposes. Build is meant to be a physique-based program, meaning an aesthetic-based program where you're trying to build muscle and develop a greater physique and change the way you look. Move is a general fitness, general physical preparedness program that is meant to just increase your overall health and capabilities and capacity. And then perform is a performance-based program designed to help on field performance or performance outside the gym and various activities. So all of these have their own very specific goal and those concepts that we just talked about, intervals, tempo, and RPE, we utilize them across all three programs, but in different ways to ensure that we are targeting exactly what needs to be targeted in order to make those adaptations a reality. So hopefully that provides an overview of not only our unique belief in fitness, but how we've created a template and a structure. I don't want to say template because they're different. All programs are different but a structure to create comprehensive, efficient, and effective programs that actually move you towards your goals. So to wrap things up, if you enjoy what you hear on this channel, this episode today, previous episodes, please, if you haven't done so already, head over and leave a five-star rating as well as a review that really helps us out and it truly does increase the number of people that we can reach and the lives that we can change through this platform. And lastly, if you're in the Dubois area or you know someone who is and you're interested in personal training, again, we only have four spots remaining. So please send us a DM on Instagram at ballistic.performance or email us at dball, D-B-A-L-L, at trainballistic.com and let us know. We're more than happy to provide you with more information and learn more about you and your goals to see if you'd be a great fit for our personal training here locally in Dubois. 
All right, as always, we appreciate you so much for listening, and we will catch you next week. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Whether this is your first time tuning in or if you're here with us each and every week, Ash and I just want to take a moment to express our thanks and gratitude. We are so incredibly blessed to have your support, and we could not continue to show up week in and week out if it were not for you. If you enjoy what you hear on this channel, please head over to Apple Podcasts, leave a five-star rating, leave a review in there as well. That is how we reach more people and change more lives through the platform. Lastly, if you don't follow us across all of our other social media accounts, you can find us on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, and YouTube. Our handles are either Ballistic.Performance or Ballistic Performance across all of those platforms. Or you can check us out online at TrainBallistic.com. Again, we appreciate and love you so much, and we hope you have a fantastic week.